Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back. We are back as promised. Do we sound weird? Okay. All right. Just making sure. Oh, hey. Maybe I was just. Maybe my mic is just. You just got a line up on your mic. Yeah, I didn't realize it was off a little bit. I still sound a little distant, but I can't tell if that's my headphones are quiet, or I'm not putting out enough volume in. Yeah. That's probably right. Oh, well, there was. It was just a notch off. Okay. So we are back, um, as promised. He, he just wants to think that he doesn't <clears throat> always sound weird. Well, it just, I sounded uh, muffled and quieter than, than mm. normal. You sounded perfectly fine to me. Mm, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just me. Um, I I'm 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 just want to make sure the audio is perfect for our listeners, okay? We, we left them hanging for, like, I don't know. Too long. Way too long. Like five weeks. I don't know. Something like that. It was over a month, I'm pretty sure. Um, so well, matter of fact, we have an obligation. I talked to uh, Keith last night, and uh-huh. I asked him if he heard the uh, most recent podcast that we produced last week, and he said that it wasn't even out. No, that actually comes out today. I put us back on a schedule to where it's... Uh, it's going over a week, just in mm. case I don't have the time to like put it out immediately that day. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Matt just uh, let us down. Well, they won't hear this until after <laughs> they hear the last <laughs> podcast, and then it'll be on a week delay, so they'll be like, what? It's basically a, like a week-old echo at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it just makes it, makes it easier to have it on like a week delay, because I can't... I don't. At least last time I tried, your internet out here was impossibly slow to try and upload anything. Not anymore. Okay. Is it? Is it uh, good now? We've got. Uh, let me look again. <laughs> I, I want to say it's like two hundred and fifty or something like that. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think I might have your Wi-Fi on my phone. Um, I, I probably turned it off so that way I. <clears throat> But last time, I couldn't... Oh, yeah, look at that. Holy cow. But that's also a direct line. Or is that a Wi-Fi? I direct line... Well, it's the same. Uh, I direct well, I line from the, here all the way to the uh, the closet there in the office. I meant in the, the house. computer. The computer's... Yeah, that's up. direct line from, the, okay. from here to there. Yeah, so it's direct line, 566 megabits. So Wi-Fi, it's probably like, you know, 500. There might be a little bit of a drop. There's usually like a 5 or 10% drop-off. In speed from Wi-Fi. Well, let's run that speed test real quick. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, I don't know why you had to hook it. Why you had to do that on the I computer? Forgot. I forgot that I had it on my phone. So there's a little bit of a drop. It's 250 megs down. Oh, okay. 260, 265. It may vary. Mileage may vary. So, yeah. Well, last time it was 75. <clears throat> yeah, last time it was it was. Unbelievably but, slow. Why is your but what's your upload speed? What's up with that, dude? It should be a lot faster than that. Though. It should be. What was the upload on the Wi-Fi? <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> okay. There's something weird going on with the Ethernet connection there. 
So twenty is twenty is reasonable. I can actually the upload. Reason, the reason that our uh, speeds were acting up is Liette had um, ordered this um, T-Mobile hotspot, and, well T-Mobile modem, cellular modem, and then we have a ubiquity from the house to the shop. Uh, shooting internet over here. Yeah. And we're basically sharing the internet from the house mm -hmm. to here because it's cheaper. And uh, just so everybody knows, I, I think we've talked about it, Cox and anybody that does business internet is much more expensive. But yeah. if you do it through residential, it's drastically cheaper. And for, for higher speeds. Like yeah. It's insane. It's like it's, it's insane the the amount of scalping that occurs... And the rate hikes that occur to that pr that prey on businesses mm -hmm. because businesses, especially with especially with business required services, or services that are typically required of a it's business. Because they know that you have to have it. They know you have and to have so it, and like, they know that you have a typically most businesses have a higher cash flow than the average household income. Mm -hmm. But that's all the same. That doesn't mean that you have more expendable money. And then on top of that, like if you're spending this extra money on something stupid like internet, it's a, it's, it's necessary to run your business. But on the other hand, if you were spending half as much, that means either more profits or, or better prices for your customers. And in most cases, a combination of the two, mm -hmm. when a business is profiting really well at current prices, and they have a bunch of extra pro profits. They're not really typically motivated to increase prices on their customers. You know, right. if everyone's getting paid, everyone's making the money, everyone's mm -hmm. living comfortably. Most businesses aren't like, yeah, we need to raise rates. Most businesses are like, yeah, but a lot of the times, it's rates go up when expenses go up. Right. It's not because of, it's not because a business wants to make more money. It's because a business wants to make the same amount of money it was making before, before expenses went up. Went up. Yeah. It's like, uh, so with with us, uh, Keith and I were talking, I think it was yesterday, and I was like, man, it's nuts that I'm spending a hundred bucks on diesel every time I p fill up my truck, and about 70 to 80 bucks every time I fill up one of the gas vehicles, Yeah, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous, and he goes, well, the good thing is we've already bumped our... Uh, prices uh drastically hey it sounds so much clearer now <laughs> i thought i was already on so we have different mic stands and uh and and now the way they are instead of being clamped to the table even though tyler's way away from me his the boom to his mic <clears throat> is within reach so i can i can i can follow him <laughs> now so whenever he wanders away from the mic I so, can... <laughs> so matt's now a grip yeah i'm a grip for those of you initiated into the very, very niche world of filmmaking, because <laughs> there's so many of our listeners that know exactly what that is. Yeah, they, they put, I'll, I'll roll the credits at the end. It'll be uh, Black oh. Rifle Coffee. <laughs> Again, not this podcast is not sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee Company. We just really like those guys. But it is fueled by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, so, um, that would be so cool if one of the Black Rifle Coffee Company people. Oh man, it'd be great. Listen to it. They're like, yeah. Oh shoot, they're they're talking about us every week. I don't know if I've got like the energy or um, or liver to be able to hang out with Matt Best though. 
like for him to get involved in sponsoring and stuff. He's Liver? Like, was he an alcohol? I mean, well, he's, he's in the military, you know. So he's he was an alcohol aficionado. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. He's he's like our he's like our age. He might even be older than us, but he doesn't seem like it. Like hmm. he's he's capable of much party. If you see any of like the man, I, I have a drink every once in a while. Like last <clears throat> night, I had one with dinner, mm-hmm. but uh, it was one Mike's hard lemonade. That was it. Mm-hmm. And the night before, I had one. Actually, I split. I came in Jack with Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I cut it with some orange juice so that she could have some. I could have some. I'm not about to become a uh, an aficionado. Well, if you have like uh, one more drink this week, then that would technically make you an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, right. I think. No, I'm I'm serious. I think <laughs> that the the standards required to be officially like labeled an alcoholic, I think, is if you drink more than like three times a week, like like. It's not like drink a lot and three times, you know, more than three times a week, but, um, but also if you have more than like four drinks in one setting or something like that, um, that can be, that can be considered my co-host just left me. So no, you don't need to be, my, my son is with me. So my son is with me because we're getting more serious about his we're getting more serious about his vocational training. Um, his uh, so we've incorporated we've actually incorporated his his work days with me into his schooling. So now Thursdays, his school day is is uh, coming to work with me. If um, I've got something that I think is you know valuable for him to learn, because if I have like a whole bunch of nonsense scheduled for the day that's not very conducive to learning. Then I'm just gonna, you know, he can just stay home and do school <clears throat> instead of following hmm. me around. Maybe I'm playing that by ear because even on a relatively non-productive day, I still spend a lot of time in the car, and so we can talk about uh, we can talk about running businesses and the uh, you know the the ins and outs of re- that are requirements in in running a business. I think it's I think education has been greatly. Um, the the education in things that otherwise should be kind of necessary skills in adulthood seem to have like disappeared altogether in in a public school system and and it's not and it's not just the public school system a lot of people want to blame the public school system which is not necessarily blameless however people think when you send your kids to public school like it's not the school's like just because they go to school doesn't mean that you've it's been not relieved. The school's responsibility. Yeah, it does not mean that you've been relieved of the responsibility to teach your children. No, even if they're going to public school, you as the as the parent, the parent still is, got things that you need to teach them. Yeah, and the parent is ultimately responsible for the education of the child. And if that means delegating some of that education out to a public school, sure. But the end result, the one who's ultimately responsible for creating a productive member of society and a functioning adult is the parent. Yeah, so it's amazing to me. Uh, well, actually, it's not really amazing. It's more um, annoying, I guess you could say. Um, the amount of people that they seem to think, uh, th- they work their, their lives away, they're, they're working away, and then they've got these kids, and then all of a sudden they wake up one day, and now my kid's a, a teenager mm-hmm. or whatever, and... He's not going to become a a normal uh, human being of society. 
Yeah. He, he's just, I don't know whatever happened. Yeah. Well, you didn't parent. Yeah. That's you, it's, what it is. It's a hilarious thing that, like, the older generation, you know, complains about, like, the millennials or Gen uh, Z. Yeah, Gen Z. And, and so I'll talk about millennials or Gen Zs, how they're ruining everything. And it's like, well, who do you think raised those generations? Like, mm-hmm. you can't, you, you know, granted, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that the younger generation is completely blameless. Everyone has autonomous thought, but the thing is, is that they were trained a certain way that ultimately led to, you know, what they deem as a failure. So when, when for some reason, somewhere along the lines, people forgot or, or, or maybe they weren't taught it by the previous generation, maybe that the ultimate responsibility of the education of the child is the parent somewhere along the lines for some reason we seem to you know you know what it is is it's easy to blame an other blame another oh, yeah. blame someone else oh the public it's the public school system it's fan- here's the deal is public school systems haven't necessarily drastically changed so much so from past generations it's like yeah okay there's less home ec classes all right whatever uh, but I think I think they have changed in some cases due to, um, like, they're they're switching their gears to change yeah. or to teach things that aren't really important, mm-hmm. uh, such as sex ed and um, teaching well, teaching about. Uh, but do you, do you know why those classes those classes even became a thing in public school in the first place? Is because the parents at home were failing to teach their children. True, and well, so I mean, but yet, I mean. <clears throat> I don't think that it's important for uh, schools to teach. Uh, it's okay for boys to like boys and girls to like no, girls. No, no, no. Uh, that should all be the non-binary. That crap should be left entirely there. up to the parent. Hundred percent. And the reality and is, they, especially when they they start teaching it at the uh, age of kindergarten mm-hmm. and first grade, why does a kid like that? That that, in my opinion, is child abuse. Yeah. Um, for for one, for the school to be teaching it, and if the parent decides they want to teach it, I still think that's child abuse. But uh, I think that uh, they're overstepping the 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 thought process, uh, the the autonomy of a a human being to have that thought of you know, I am a human being, I can have my own thoughts, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're way at that small age they're already grooming that child to have a thought that really should not be there the problem is is that way too much responsibility has been placed on the schools to actually raise the children schools are not raising children they should be they should be providing basic education 100 percent and and there shouldn't be so you know i'm not saying that there shouldn't be like home ec classes or something like that that could be useful i could see that i think what would be more useful than anything is financial cert uh, i think classes. so too but here's the and deal. dave ramsey i think i heard that he's actually trying to get that put into uh, curriculums in the, into the school yeah, system. like fi- financial literacy you know like how to manage how to manage, you know, your finances. No one taught me how to budget. I didn't have that in school, in a school curriculum. I didn't have that in public school. It was not involved in my homeschool curriculum. And then if it were left up to me, my parents to teach me that, um, I would be in ruins by now. <laughs> um, now, like my dad, my dad was pretty decent with his finances. That was actually why, you know, I think that I was more 
um, wise, I was wiser with my money. Not, not that he actually sat me down and taught me anything specifically, but what it was is I saw... You saw him writing his bills. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So, like, I, you know, my parents were divorced, so, like, I lived with my mom, and I'd uh, spend every other weekend with my dad for context. So I saw my mom, who made more money than my dad, <clears throat> never have any money and not be able to pay the bills. And then I saw my dad, well, who made not far less... That, you had... No, with your mom, you had two forms of income. A lot of the time. Most of the time. About 90% of the time, there were two incomes coming into the household between my mom and my stepdad. And my mom alone made more money than my, like made like two to three times as much money as my dad. So that combined household income should have been three to four times as much as my dad. Now, granted, they had more kids to take care of, but they also had more money. Like they had more money coming in. Mm -hmm. But then I'd look at my dad and he somehow had more money. And his, his lights were always on, miraculously enough. There was always toilet paper in his house. That was always my pet peeve. We never, we were always running out of toilet paper at my mom's house. It's frustrating. Um, I think I've talked about this yeah. more than once on the show. <laughs> you don't understand the level of importance to me of having toilet paper in the house. Now you got a bidet. Yeah. Don't even need toilet paper. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, it's nice so that you're not, you know, it's not moist. You know, you get a little, you know, dry you know have a little dry wipe there um you know so um uh which you know speaking of bidets we talked about some pro tips on bidets like a couple episodes back um one of which is if you do have a bidet that has a front setting probably check on that (laughs) um whenever you sit down that is a new every so often it still gets me i forget about it got me a couple days ago I go to, whoa, hey, now, where's that? That's aimed at the wrong location. Um, but uh, but a, another pro tip is if you do do a uh, do-do, <laughs> if you are going to uh, do a dry wipe afterwards to, you know, so that way you just don't have, you know, it's not just moist down there or whatever, um, keep in mind toilet paper dissolves pretty well when wet. So, add an extra layer in there. I just, I don't even, I, I used to when I first got it. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'd roll off a little bit of toilet paper and I was like, why? I just, it, it's just clean water. Yeah, but I, I just. I just, I just pull my britches right up and go on about my I day. Just, I just like the feeling of not having, you know, moist cheeks. It, it dries out pretty quick. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you got boxers on, you got pants on, so it's going to accept all the water. Yeah, I guess. And, you just look uh, to like each you, is up. For, for a little bit, you look like you got, uh, you just wet your brushes. To, to each is up. I prefer. <laughs> right like, there on the butt crack. <laughs> I prefer a, <laughs> I prefer a little hey, extra, just, just the, the, that added step. Of so this. far, I haven't had anybody say to me as I'm uh, leaving the restroom or uh, walking around the house, mm-hmm. did you, uh, did you have an accident there, Tyler? You got yeah, wet well. farts there, Tyler? <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had either of those questions. Oh, well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, I don't think there's a wrong way, um, or a right way per se. It's just a personal it's, preference. It's, uh, I actually kind of think it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's a little, especially in the summer, get a little bit of evaporative cooling factor. I, I haven't done it in the summer yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, no. uh, when yeah. you stand up and you just pull the britches right up into it, it's kind of like a cooling sensation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For a then. little bit. <clears throat> So, uh, things that I actually wanted to talk to uh, today. So, um, here's a topic. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this, 
or, but I know I'm not the only person because I've talked to another business owner who noticed this as well. But it seems here lately, within the past couple of months, more prevalent. Um, uh, well, yeah, I think this would be the main thing that I want to talk about. But also, just ha- so happens to be, it would be like a subject of a segment of our show, Things I Hate on the Internet, which I feel like I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to intro music that because that wouldn't be fair to not do it. So we got it. Okay. So we're bringing that, we're bringing that segment back, but it also happens to be the main topic of today here lately on the internet. Oh, and I have noticed, and I've only noticed it the last couple of months. Now this could be anecdotal evidence because for a few months, I pretty much just completely went off of social media because I was just tired of looking at it altogether. You too? Yeah, I was just since, tired. Since our last camping trip, I haven't been on Facebook and it, it's been <clears throat> wonderful. Yeah, it's nice. But I don't know if it's been noticed. And I, I mean, like, uh, got off, I haven't looked at Reddit, didn't look at Facebook, nothing. But then I did notice it was being slightly disconnected. So I took a couple peeks here and there. Now, I, I spend less time on social media, but... I, got, um, I gotta have Reddit or something for my pooping time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I usually always have some sort of subject, uh, particularly usually farming-wise, that I need to look up, so I'm we, usually... We do need to get into the DSCR loan <clears throat> and see if you uh, we do. found any more info on it. I, I, I have not a lot, not a lot of specifics yet. So that'll probably be a subject once I get more knowledge on it, because I don't want to be talking about it. Talking out your butt. Yeah, talking out my butt. Um, so what I have noticed on the internet lately is I've noticed more, and I've seen this on Facebook. I've seen um, seen on Facebook you get these little sponsored posts here. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like it's one of those sites like Ranker or something with one of those lists, or it might be something that they've compiled something from Reddit or Twitter, right? And I've seen a few of those suggested posts that are, and I've seen more and more of them, not just like once, but like every three times, it's these compiled lists of terrible employers, you know, terrible, like what made you walk out on the job in the interview? Uh, what, you know, what, how, uh, how was your job terrible? What made you quit? Um, you know, what the, and so you have these lists compiled of employees telling these horror stories of terrible bosses and terrible companies to work for, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not just like once or twice. It seems like the number of that has cranked up. And I don't know if it's because between a combination of many factors, you know, with uh, people being forced out of jobs during uh, the pandemic, being on unemployment gave them a little bit more perspective because they were looking at it more like, hey, here's what I'm trading my time for. Do they want really want to go back to a job that they hate type of a deal? That's kind of the general sentiment among, amongst the majority of the workforce. I don't know if that's because of public opinion and that's what people want, or if someone's like pushing this to further in like create this dissatisfaction amongst the workforce. Have you ever clicked it? Um, I don't think so. I don't, I've just seen these lists. And it's like, you know, you, you'll usually have a picture of like the one or two of those posts or whatever. So I can get the gist of what it is without actually even clicking on the link. So <coughs> I was going to say, if you've clicked it, then the algorithm 
uh, that's built in is feeding it to you because you yeah uh, they know that you're interested in that. yeah exactly also if you've got a business Facebook page and you've been there any any amount of times mm-hmm. um, but probably more than five or six then they know that you are the business owner so then they're feeding you information honestly so it's it's weird mm-hmm. whenever I did have a Facebook. I was constantly getting ads, and it drove me nuts. But then Rachel would start laughing because she's not getting any ads. Like, how are you not getting ads, and I'm getting ads all the freaking time? Well, see, I don't click on any of those ads just because I don't want to be inundated by them. And somehow... I I was trying to avoid those ads like the plague, Mm -hmm. and I was constantly getting them. And I think because uh, I know Facebook listens... Uh, they, they've got, uh, an algorithm deal that, uh, listens to all of your conversations. Oh yeah. Because there's been way too many times where I've been talking about something and then literally the next so, time I open Facebook, <clears throat> it's at the top of the page. So Alicia and I were talking, we're, so this spring we're going to start beekeeping. We're going to be keeping bees. Um, and, uh, that's going to be another little additional addition, uh, to our farm, and uh, and I was talking with her without looking this up or anything. I was just talking to her in person. I said I've been thinking about. I saw a while back. So I saw a hive called Flow Hive, and it's a particular <clears throat> beehive that is a little bit easier to get the honey from, supposedly. Which after yeah, looking into it, shifts the. Uh, it does. So you've seen this before. Yes. Yeah, it shifts the the combs and then that you know drops it. So it's just like honey on tap, and you're not having to actually mm-hmm. extract the honey. I, I've looked into it. It's actually for me or for most people, it honestly isn't worth the way more expensive cost because they're like nine hundred bucks. For a setup that would otherwise cost you like <clears throat> two or three hundred bucks, um, and it doesn't completely eliminate the need to get into the hive. Like if you're going to be, if you're going to be that unattentive, unattentive to your bees, to all you do is you know just open up a tap and get honey out of it, you're probably going to lose your hive anyways because they'll either swarm and leave somewhere else or they might die because you're not paying attention to them. Anyhow. Um, so it ended up after looking into it, it it's not going to work out for me, but I mentioned it because I didn't know much about this hive after, you know, cause we just started talking about beekeeping. We've, we've discussed it many times before, but we were serious about it this year. <coughs> so, <clears throat> so I told, I told her, I said, I'm thinking about this flow hive and I explained it to her. I didn't Google it. didn't look it up. Didn't pull up a YouTube video on it or anything. The next time I opened up Facebook, what was my first sponsored ad that came across the newsfeed? Flowhive. That's what that's what it was. So yeah, I mean Siri is obviously feeding your information off to <laughs> off to everybody. They get it. It can't be that coincidental. They no. can't. Anyhow, <clears throat> um, so what's happening? Here's what I have a problem with with these lists. Now I, I'm not saying a lot of these people had you know nightmare experiences with their employers and stuff. The problem is with inundating people and like further instigating this. I, I don't think like the the general consensus is like every business owner, every employer is terrible, and you know employees are not taken care of, and this, that, and the other. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, uh, the, probably honestly a lot of employees are not are not um, valued enough. There's, sure. there's a huge amount. Of, but the problem is with, with that, 
that the 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 whole the whole the the uh, the population as a whole having that type of an opinion and having such a negative opinion against all employers and generalizing is that that translates into good employers who do have good benefits do pay well do take care of their employees are not able to find employees they're not able to find help right now because nobody is interested in going to work everyone just thinks that every company is terrible mm-hmm and so that general, that general thought, it, like that's what's happening. That's what I've just, I'm, I'm 100% positive that's what's going on because <clears throat> there's a lot of companies and a lot of people who are hiring and cannot find employees. They're just not getting enough applicants. And it's not because they're a terrible place to work. It's not because, because they don't pay well. So we, uh, just in the last two, three weeks... We, uh, maybe I need to bring this to me. There we go. About bop myself in the face. <laughs> um, we cranked up, uh, we've been, <coughs> we have been, uh, running ads for mm-hmm. candidates. Uh, and what we didn't know, uh, is where the sweet spot was for people. And so we, we had this, um, ad running on indeed to try and get new employees but we didn't have our our pay scale high enough so people weren't looking they just weren't looking at our ad because uh we didn't have it the starting amount i think it was between nine bucks an hour uh we never have paid that low but uh we had it that low just for whatever reason, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, nine bucks an hour was the low portion, and I think twenty-two was the high portion. So we raised it one dollar on both ends. Raised it to ten, and raised it to twenty-three. Are you paying? Are you doing sponsored posts on Indeed? Yeah, we're paying for the ad or paying for the post and as Which I think, soon as soon as we switched it that dollar amount just bumped both of them mm-hmm. a dollar all of a sudden the amount of candidates came flooding through licensed techs came flooding through i don't know what it because on indeed i have my i think my starting pays at like 30 an hour and i think the range is between 30 and 45 or something like that we've you know what? I have a guy that uh, I need to give you his uh, information. He's a mechanic. Had his own mechanic work or shop and everything. Mm-hmm. But he uh, just wanted to get out of having to run his own uh, shop. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who's a good mechanic and, and he was, he understands was what running a shop, just doesn't want to deal with it. Uh, he was looking at us because he just wanted something that he didn't have to go find his own work. Uh I might have to pull that information for you. Yeah, he didn't show up. He didn't show up to a shadow day, uh, so I don't know how great of a guy he's going to be. But well, it could also be he was disinterested in this type of work. You're, right. You're he also knew that uh, it was going to be a free day. So yeah, uh, that's the way we've always done it, and it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday I had a guy, not very promising in the uh, the knowledge aspect, but uh, he came in shadowed and he's going to shadow again today Mm -hmm. and the one of our other guys uh he's got an it degree he is worth a lot more than i'm paying him right now but he doesn't have a license Uh so i can't pay him what he's actually worth and 
So until he's licensed, will he get the the pay that he's actually worth? Uh, but he's he went to school to be in IT. And since he's been on with us, he's already fixed a few problems that we just couldn't get our mind wrapped around because we're not IT people. And yes. this other guy that uh, is shadowing today, he's going to go, to, or this coming uh, school season uh, in August, uh, he's going to start going to IT hmm. classes only because he goes, to, it's, it's the trending market. It's going that direction. And so uh, we might have two here pretty soon to it people that's good which would be sweet i think um and i don't know if you've seen it um as much like generationally speaking but it does seem to be typically more millennials and gen z that are that have this negative um oh yeah view of employers in general and they're like oh, oh, it's, it's kind of like your brother i mean yeah. he, he's constantly um uh, got a down mentality about uh, well, uh, you're you're a business owner. You got to be making loads of money. Yeah. Well, the average business or business owner could be, but as long as you treat your employees right, it's like the uh, there's a video I saw not too long ago. The guy says uh, he, he rolls up in a nice uh, nice pickup truck mm-hmm. and to the job site. And his guys are working. and He goes, Yeah, if you keep working the way you're doing, next year I'm gonna get me another one. <laughs> and I just I don't know what it is. I don't ever want to be that guy. I don't want to be no. the guy that rolls up in a nice yeah. pickup and's like, yeah, you keep working the way you're working. I'm gonna get me a better one next year. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That just oh man that that kind of mentality chaps me like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a multitude of reasons why I don't I don't own a brand new truck. Um, but one of them the is... the truck that I drive right now. It's a 2008. It's got 230,000 miles on it. And it's not the greatest. It's the nicest truck I've ever had. Yeah. It's the nicest. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's the nicest vehicle that I've ever had, but it's the nicest truck I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, coming from a uh, work van that was, uh, uh, it was pretty beat up. Yeah. Um, a little bit. I, I, I got it at 160,000 miles. And ran it to well, it's still it's still in the fleet, and it's yeah. at three hundred and thirty thousand yeah. miles. And funny thing is, the tech that we just hired is really funny. He he hops in it. Uh, it comes from another company, small company that didn't want to grow, and he wasn't even getting thirty hours a week. And he uh, he hops in that truck, and he's like, "Oh wow!" He goes, "It's an amazing." What? I get a truck that's maintained. He goes, I don't care that it's at 330,000 miles. It's maintained. My last truck, it was at 300,000 miles. It was newer, but it looks older. And he goes, I had to add two quarts of oil every week. <clears throat> that's insane. That's if you can't take care of your crap like that, yeah. that's insane. Well, the problem is with a lot of uh, a lot of companies, especially companies that have fleets, is that they 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 view them they view the vehicles a whole lot more like um, depreciating assets than tools. They don't see them as a, they don't see them as a tool to make money. They see them as a, a an expense. 
That's that's the best way to explain it. You know, most that's how most of them do. This is actually one of the main reasons why I don't tend to chase after fleets. Whenever I first started this company, you I did. thought I thought that was I was like that that's was where the, the way money maker that's where the money maker's at. Problem is, in my experience dealing with multiple, I mean many large fleets like like <clears throat> a lot of them that were, you know, we're talking we're talking 20, 30 car fleets. Um, one approached me with like a 50 car fleet and across the board the general consensus is they view their maintenance on their vehicles as an expense and not as an investment in a tool that makes them money so like with us uh, you guys were the, the way fleet we- that i worked with the longest and that was primarily because you guys actually wanted to take care of your vehicles the way we view it is um uh, those are those are our money makers because not only are they getting us from point A to point B, but what else else do they do? They advertise for us. And so we constantly send them through a wash uh, where yeah. you look at the, the average company uh, and their vehicles. Mm-hmm. They don't wash their vehicles. No, not a lot. Um, we do. And w- the reason being, partially... Is not only does it look better, but it'll let make your vinyl last a whole lot exactly. longer. Exactly, very expensive vinyl wraps. Those, those vinyls are uh, between thirty-five and forty-five hundred, depending on how big the vehicle is. Yeah, and granted, and those are those we, are we get to barter some of that. I was going to say those are good prices in comparison to like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be absurd to to take that uh, ProMaster your your uh, <clears throat> your step van. If you took that into uh, someplace that could and got a quote. Easily be a fifty five hundred wrap. Oh, it could be more. Like if if someone gave you an eight thousand dollar quote, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I'd you know I would be like, well, there's cheaper places. But we, we have so many people that compliment us on our vehicles <laughs> versus the other guys in the in the industry <clears throat> that they slap a magnet or a uh, not to diss on your your magnet. Uh, but uh, oh no, my magnet's terrible because now it's barely even on there. It's like chunks <laughs> the, of magnet. Uh, uh, slap a magnet or slap a uh, three foot by three foot sticker mm-hmm. on the side of their vehicle and say, "Yep, there we go. We're advertising now." No, that's not advertising. And or we're not we're marked now. That's stupid. If you gotta if yeah. you gotta wrap a vehicle, you gotta av- uh, mark a vehicles for uh, them to show up on a job. Go all out. Why yeah. not? <clears throat> I say I say that that varies between industries uh, to a degree. In some well, cases, one thing Keith and I have noticed: uh, our salesman. He is. I, I, I I'm doing a uh, unsold um, sales log right now, from August till uh, present. Mm-hmm. I'm at line eighty-five of unsold sales tickets that he has sent quotes and we've not gotten anything and um keith and i think we're pretty positive because keith every time he goes to a sales appointment Mm -hmm. he is in a marked vehicle Mm -hmm. every time robbie goes to a sales appointment he is in an unmarked vehicle vehicles are almost identical keith is in the mazda uh robbie's in a white ford escape or something like that yeah or an escort, whatever the uh, the small little uh, size hatchback is. Escort anyways, fusion. Yeah. 
So it, it's a white, uh, small little uh, hatchback. Okay. And Keith closes almost every <clears throat> time. Robbie does not. The only thing that says that he's with Witness is the folder that's in his hand and the logo on his shirt. That's it. Mm-hmm. And Keith thinks, Keith and I both think it's got something to do with the well, vehicle. You, you're going to close better. Maybe, maybe, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to bash Robbie or anything. But when I was selling for you guys, I was in an unmarked vehicle as well, uh, and I had I had the same closing rate as Keith did, and in yeah. some in some cases I would exceed his. Now, also back then, um, you, it, it, I think the markets changed a little bit. Possibly, um, I mean, I mean, almost undoubtedly, <coughs> it was almost a decade ago. So, um, I, I think people are untrusting. Uh, we've got more millennials that uh, yeah. are untrusting when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so. I, yeah. I mean, maybe I, I think that, I, I don't think it could solely rest on the vehicle. I think it could be a combination of factors. I don't, I don't think factors. it's 100% that, but yeah. I think it's definitely a good portion. Well, I, so I certainly think it couldn't hurt to have a marked vehicle. And the thing is, we'll there provide a, it to him. There is a point in time whenever. We'll give him the Mazda to take home. Yeah. And he, he can drive it to and from Muskogee. Yeah. And he won't. Huh. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> uh, I, I mostly drove my Corvette like 99% of the time. I think there was one instance, a couple instances where I didn't because I needed to do some work on my Corvette, didn't have time to do it. And uh, I think I borrowed the Yukon or not. Yeah, something like that. I used a marked vehicle. Didn't notice much difference in my sales. But um, there was a point in time where I quit wearing the witness polos. And I was wearing, because I'd wear a button-up and, uh, and a tie. And wear khakis, um, or slacks, rather. And there was, I did that for a little while. Just and to I, try it? I did it for a little while, because I, I had an idea that it might look you know, more presentable. And I noticed almost no change in my sales uh, closing rate. Like it was, I had slightly higher sales when I wasn't wearing the polo, but it was, it was such a small minuscule amount. It couldn't, it was, it, me. it couldn't be amounted to actual, you know, concrete evidence. It was a statistical anomaly because it was like a percentage point higher. So I was like, ah, <clears throat> um, it didn't really make much of a, a difference. Plus I had, you know, I had a bunch of ties that I didn't get to wear that often. So I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> that was the main, main reason. I was like, I get like 30 ties. Um, speaking of which, some of the podcast listeners would recall a time that I mentioned that during the move, I lost all of my ties and it was a travesty, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought a whole bunch more ties. I found some good deals on some multi-packs of ties on Amazon. I think I spent like 60 bucks or whatever and ended up with like 30 more ties and a bunch of pocket squares, all that jazz. Say, if you need ties, I got plenty of them. I haven't worn a tie. In oh, well, a... I have a lot now. And, uh, I, I was going through and organizing the garage and, uh, all your ties? I found all of my ties. So now I have a bunch of ties I need to give away. <laughs> so, because <laughs> um, I think I now have like a hundred ties. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more than I could ever need. And I only wear a tie like once a week, maybe. Um, so I've got enough ties to wear. You don't. You don't turn wrenches in your tie? No, I do not, <laughs> oddly enough. Getting it caught in the belt sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, it's not great. It, <laughs> it's it's potentially hazardous. <clears throat> hey, could you please grip my uh, boom mic there, please? <laughs> <laughs> that could be taken out of context a little bit. Um, <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> so, uh, especially consider there's no video component of this show. 
Um, yeah, so I didn't say grip my boom. I said my boom mic. Yeah, but there was a there was a pause. <laughs> Can you go grip my boom mic there? Like yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> like maybe you were talking to Mike, asking him to grip your boom. So <clears throat> um, he's the one running the sound. Yeah, Mike's Mike's the grip. Um, so the 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 cons- the concern I have is I have the concern of like a lot of times you'll have a popular opinion or, or even it doesn't even have to be like a widely popular opinion. You'll have like these little embers of an opinion and then it gets further compounded and compounded and compounded before everyone propagates this myth, right? Sure. Just just like uh for instance the wage gap, right? There's the wage gap myth that you know, you talk to most people um even people who aren't, you know, particularly progressive or feminist, and they'll say, they'll say, yeah, there's a wage gap. In in reality, there's multiple. It's a multifaceted conversation, just the same as whenever it comes to the employer employers. And I I think honestly, there's enough good employers out there that it's not. It, I'm not saying it's difficult because it probably would be difficult, but it's not impossible for every person to find a good job, to find a good employer that would take care of them. It's, it's not impossible, but uh, it's definitely, uh, th- there's partially, it, it might be a little bit difficult uh, starting out, trying to find it, but there's, there's some people that they start out right out of high school, mm-hmm. they, they, they see, you know, I'm going to make it what it is. I, I'm mm-hmm. going to get out. I'm going to uh, put my nose to the grindstone, and I'm going to get after it. Like Robert, my te- one of my, uh, my, my first good techs. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he went in right out of high school, started working in the factory world. And then he just decided, uh, after he'd worked in that industry for, uh, well, high school to 35, 20 years. Yeah. And he decided, you know... I want something different. And so he he came uh, to an interview, which is, this just blows my mind, okay? Just, what, three years ago, we put out an ad, 10 bucks an hour, starting out, and um, especially if you're not licensed. So then he went from 20 bucks an hour to 10 bucks an hour to work for us. And then once he got licensed, uh, he bumped to uh, his first license. I think we did. I think we went ahead and bumped him straight to 17. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I already knew he was going to be a solid tech. Yeah. And then uh, he got his next license and we bumped him to 20 something, 21. And. Then just this week we bumped him again to twenty two, uh, just to basically say I, we appreciate you. <clears throat> and then we also gave him uh, now anybody that's been with us a year, uh, then they can now gain uh, or start accruing uh, paid time off. Yeah, and which. When There's, you were, when you were with us, that was an unheard of thought. Yeah, we would have never even dreamed of paying somebody twenty two bucks an hour. Yeah, and I, never <clears throat> would have even dreamed of paying them paid time off. Paid time off. 
Yeah. But uh, there's a guaranteed every year we're going to have three weeks of time I got that the, we're off. I got the opposite of paid time off in some cases, setting up those stupid booths at the expo center and stuff. <laughs> hey, you were you were a salesman. I know, um, right? <laughs> Yeah, your your uh, money coming in was uh, it's, we, we closed something. Yeah, which uh, I think the entire time I worked for you guys, I think like one deal was closed from one of those. We, one of we those stopped ideas. those as soon as you stopped. Yeah, because uh, they were just weren't working. productive. They weren't productive. It's, I mean, it's and weird. Robbie, uh, our salesman, he when we uh, told him that uh, this past Monday, Keith told him, "All right, we're going to be uh, sp- he, he and Keith are going to start splitting the sales leads," and. Uh, he goes, all right, well, we've got to turn up the marketing then. Keith goes, no, you got to start closing more deals. Hmm. And uh, he goes, he kind of got pissed <laughs> at Keith. And it's like, well, I'm not going to pay more, pay, pay for marketing, and then you just piss away more leads. <clears throat> yeah. That, that's not a thing. I think, I think it is hilarious because on face value, Keith should not be a good salesman. No, like when you when you when if you were I mean, to if it you was didn't really know funny, him. this this past week, okay, we had a guy sitting right where you're at doing an interview, and Keith's sitting here, and they're doing this one-on-one interview. Uh-huh. There were supposed to be three people, and he's the only one that showed up. And <clears throat> so Keith's sitting here, I'm sitting over there, and I'm listening to the conversation, and it sounds like Keith is just harping, like this dude did something wrong harping on him like preaching at him and i'm like you're gonna scare him away and then uh the guy shadowing with me yesterday i was talking with him he he thought it was so funny that keith or that liette and i were just laughing our heads off in there uh and after a bit i got up and i was like you can settle down a little bit (laughs) and he goes oh my dad's the same way it doesn't bother me any (laughs) (laughs) but uh Liette and I are just constantly uh, laughing at Keith because yeah. he, he's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. On on face value, he shouldn't be. He's he he doesn't have like the presentation of a salesperson, especially with his mustache. It's real hard to see any facial expression if he has a mustache um, or or a beard. He and then he has a very monotone voice. Yes. It doesn't really change much in inflection, a whole lot. And you'd think that he shouldn't be able to sell. But if you look at the statistics, and I did whenever I worked with you guys, like, because when I first, I was like, when I first came on, I was like, I'm much more energetic and enthusiastic. Every sales lead Keith has gone on since we've had Robbie, mm-hmm. Keith is closed. Yeah. I does Every one of them. I was looking at it, and it made no sense to me whenever I worked for you guys. I, I mean, I had, I had, I had a closing rate the same as him, but I just had a different style. But I looked at it I was like there should because uh, I went when I I would go to sales appointments with him and I could see, and I and I whenever I first started working for you guys to kind of shadow him, and I was like this deal's not gonna happen, <laughs> and then next thing you know they're signing on the dotted line. I'm like I don't know what type of witchcraft he just worked on them, but this shouldn't have worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just uh, something uh, about him for some reason it works. I don't know. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, the those same people, uh, if you go back years later. And you're doing a service call. They're like, yeah, the the salesman that was here, he kind of seemed like he was grumpy. Yeah. But uh, I just really, I felt secure with that that salesman. Knowing that he was the owner, he was going to take care of me. And it's like, 
But he was grumpy. <laughs> maybe he's like you know how. Maybe he's like that grumpy old grandpa. You know, like you like. He, I, I he, constantly he might, am calling him Mr. Wilson. Yeah, it might be a little scary, but there's some sort of sense of security in that. You know, it's like you know, it's it's it, it, uh, there's consistency there. It's grumpy old grandpa. We know we know what grandpa's gonna be like. Grandpa's grandpa. He's gonna be like that. He's gonna yell at you for eating food on the carpet or whatever. You know, <laughs> or or eating his food like your grandpa did yeah. to us. Uh, yeah, you remember that. We were over at your your grandparents uh, for a pool party. Oh yeah, no no food in the pool is allowed. Well, no no no. You went in and just started making food. Oh yeah, for everybody. That's right. Uh, me, <laughs> Daniel, Aaron, and your brother, and you. Yeah. And he, your grandpa, just went off. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I I didn't say that I was hungry. <laughs> Matt just he felt like he wanted to make food for everybody. Yeah. So, and I'm like. Oh shoot! Which is hilarious because in the same like on the same day, my grandma might like make food and bring it out to us in the pool, <laughs> which is a very much against his rules. Like I've, there've been a couple of times I was eating in the pool, and he's like, "What are you doing eating my pool?" My like, grandma brought it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, um, let's. Uh, do we have time for a break and come I back think, for? I for think like, we are. Uh, we're out of past our time. We're I out of time. Get my girls. Yeah, we're out of time. So no break today. Uh, no advertisements. Uh, it's not like we make a ton of money off of them, anyways. And by that I mean like virtually nothing. It takes like a year to make twenty bucks. <laughs> it, 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 we're not in this for the money. And the advertisements are honestly only there well, just are, because they're there. But it's for our different. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, mostly for. Uh, Mostly for uh, web traffic, but then also for entertainment purposes. There are people out there who need content to listen to on a drive to work or whatever. While they're or, at work. Or I while they're at work. Does. Yeah, yeah, while they're at work. Something to something to break the monotony of the day. Listen to our sultry voices. So until the next time, which fingers crossed will be next week, <laughs> we will talk at y'all later. <laughs> <laughs>